the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Friday, February 10th, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Minister of Education visits Cayman Islands. Prison farm generates thousands of dollars this financial year. 19-year-old is St. Kitts and Nevis' new Deputy Clerk of Parliament. FBI searching home of former Vice President Mike Pence. The death toll from Turkey's earthquake passes 20,000. We'll also take a look at the latest in the sporting world and your weather forecast. Join me with those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. Thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station, 89.1 FM. Another week is over. The weekend is here. Let's take a look at the news today. Minister responsible for education, the Honorable Rachel Taylor, received an invitation from the Cayman Islands Youth Development Consortium to deliver the keynote address at their Youth Development Conference held on Saturday, January 28, 2023. The invitation was received with great honor and she was accompanied by the Director of Education, Edgar Howell. The Cayman Islands Youth Consortium is a non-governmental, non-profit organization founded specifically to implement asset-building programs for Cayman's youth. The consortium aims to ensure that young people have an awareness of their assets and a desire to succeed in all areas of life. Honorable Rachel Taylor, being the keynote speaker, delivered an emotionally charged address inspiring the youth through life experiences, stories, thoughts, and ideas. The conference covered various topics such as defining youth success, mapping community assets that support youth development, measuring youth success, and planning the project for youth success. Whilst in Cayman, Honorable Taylor also visited a number of schools and sporting facilities, reiterating that through collaboration and partnerships, we can learn best practices between the nations and work together on solving similar issues. And we have some good news coming from Her Majesty's Prison in the nation's capital. The prison is not only a resource in and of itself, but provides for an educational experience for children while helping those incarcerated. The prison farm has been long established and suffered damages in the recent hurricane, but is fully operational now and a model farm for the TCI. The facility recently hosted its third school visit with children from the Onaglinton Primary School. On the trip, the children were able to see firsthand how the 400-plus chickens produce more than 800 eggs per week, which is sold to the local community along with goats and pigs. There are peppers, carrots, sweet potatoes, sugar cane, cabbage, callaloo, sweet corn, tomatoes, onions, okra, melons, and a range of herbs grown right in the nation's capital. The children learned how vegetables grow and about animal welfare. The prison farm employs up to eight prisoners and has a farm manager along with two civilian workers. This financial year, the prison farm generated over $11,000 in revenue, which was paid to the government treasury. In addition to sales, the homegrown products are used in the prison's kitchen, which saves on the prison budget. 
and the Ministry of Health and Human Services, through its primary health care department, recently collaborated with the Diabetic Association in conducting free podiatry clinics across the Turks and Caicos Islands between January 10th and 17th. Visiting podiatrist Dr. Rodney Kander returned to the islands providing assistance to the ministry to achieve the goal of improving chronic care management, boosting patient health outcomes, and decreasing health care costs. Podiatrists are health professionals designed to treat the foot, ankle, and related structures of the legs. They help persons deal with a range of mobility issues, relieve pain, and treat infections in the feet and lower legs. Whilst on island, Dr. Kander saw a total of 136 patients island-wide, with clinics being fully booked. He is expected to return to the TCI again in April of this year to offer more podiatry care. The Ministry of Health is elated to have partnerships like these to continue the promotion of health and wellness within our population by providing access to care and various services. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional News is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. History was created on Wednesday when Morial Knight began his new job as the deputy clerk of St. Kitts and Nevis National Assembly. Why was it history created? Knight, who is only 19 years old, is the youngest person to hold a senior role in the country's parliamentary structure. Parliament and parliamentary procedure is not new for Knight, who was the president and vice president of St. Kitts National Youth Parliaments Association. In introducing Knight during the first parliament sitting for 2023, Speaker of the National Assembly Lanian Blanchett expressed her confidence in Knight's ability to serve as deputy clerk. Blanchett stating in her speech, Knight comes with a wealth of knowledge and is uniquely poised to be an asset to the National Assembly. He has been an incredible help to the clerk and to the office as a whole. And a Justice of the Peace, who is also a paralegal clerk, is now behind bars. She is accused of fraudulent conversion and engaging in a transaction that involves criminal property and was this week charged by the fraud squad of the Jamaica Constabulary Force. The Justice of the Peace, 50-year-old Georgia Messam White of Village Green St. Anne, reportedly received over $27 million from the complainant to purchase a property, but is alleged to have failed to turn over those funds to the contracted attorney. This incident is said to have occurred between September of 2018 and April of 2019. An investigation was launched and Messam White was arrested. She is scheduled to appear before the Kingston and St. Andrew Parish Court on February 16th. And Arthur Hodgson, Bermuda's first Black Rhodes Scholar, who later became an attorney, magistrate and a government minister, has passed away at the age of 82 years old. Rhodes Scholars are selected from a pool of candidates nominated by their colleges and universities worldwide, and they undergo studies in various disciplines at Oxford University in the United Kingdom. Hodgson was an outstanding scholar and served at the vanguard of the earliest days of party politics in Bermuda. 
He was appointed Environment Minister by Jennifer Smith, the Progressive Labour Party's first premier, after the party ended 30 years of rule by the now-defunct United Bermuda Party in 1998. Hodgson relinquished the cabinet post just days after unsuccessfully challenging Smith for the PLP leadership in 2000, and later backed Ewart Brown in his leadership bid. Brown, who served as premier from 2006 to 2010, said that Arthur was his friend and a political colleague for more than 30 years, and his contributions to the PLP and Bermuda were historic and memorable. He worked within the PLP through the 1960s, being elected to the House of Assembly in 1980, representing Hamilton West until 1983. He went to law school after losing his seat, earning his degree in law from the University of Buckingham. He then attended the Middle Temple in London, where he was called to the Bar of England and Wales. He returned as an MP in the landmark general election of 1998 that launched the PLP to power. He is survived by his widow Lyris and three children. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International News is up next. We're going to take a quick look at what's going on around the world. According to U.S. media outlets, the FBI is conducting a consensual search of former Vice President Mike Pence's home in Indiana following the discovery of documents with classification markings last month. The Department of Justice had been in contact with Pence's legal team to schedule the search and Pence's aides agreed to it. Pence had been subpoenaed by the special counsel overseeing probes into former President Donald Trump. The subpoena from special counsel Jack Smith requests documents and testimony related to the failed attempt by Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election, which culminated in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Classified documents were found at Pence's Indiana home in mid-January and turned over to the FBI at the time. A lawyer for Pence conducted the search and found around a dozen documents marked as classified. And the heartbreaking tragedy in Turkey and Syria continues. An earthquake on Monday with magnitude 7.8 has now brought the death toll to more than 22,000 persons. The country is now facing a secondary disaster, and that is the fact that tens of thousands of people are now homeless. Turkish President Recep Erdogan has implemented that the government will pay citizens rent for one year if they do not wish to stay in tents, and they hope to rebuild the damaged buildings within a year. They will also offer 10,000 Turkish lira to its citizens. United Nations members, other countries and forces are all lending a hand to the disaster-struck nation by assisting with search and rescue, the aid of humanitarian supplies, and more. That's it for international news. Our sports report is up next.
what's going on in the sporting world, we're taking a look at the latest NBA action. Kevin Durant is leaving the Brooklyn Nets and will join the Phoenix Suns in a stunning trade, according to reports yesterday. Nets teammate TJ Warren will also join Durant in making the switch, according to ESPN, with Phoenix giving the Nets three players, being Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder, plus four unprotected first-round picks and a 2028 pick swap. The first-round picks will be reportedly for the 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029 drafts. Durant's exit ahead of Thursday's trade deadline follows the Nets trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, meaning that two superstars of the NBA have left Brooklyn within days. A 13-time All-Star and two-time NBA Finals MVP, Durant has averaged 29.7 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 5.3 assists this season. A knee problem has meant that he has not played since January 8th, with the Nets going 5-9 in his absence, having won 17 of their previous 19 when Durant was featured. Durant and Irving arrived in Brooklyn together in 2019, but started only 71 regular season games together. Their exits will mean the Nets have traded their only two players to average above 20 points per game this season. Durant's move will see him leave a team sitting 5th in the Eastern Conference for the side 5th in the Western Conference. Kyrie Irving scored 24 points in his Dallas debut as the Mavericks defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 110-104 in the NBA on Wednesday night. The eight-time All-Star was traded to the Mavs on Sunday from the Brooklyn Nets. Irving had four rebounds and five assists in 37 minutes of what amounted to a dress rehearsal before injured Luka Doncic returns to give the Mavs a powerhouse backcourt. Reggie Bullock scored 15 of his 18 points in the first quarter against his former team. All five Dallas starters reached double figures. Norman Powell had 24 points for the Clippers. The Portland Trail Blazers defeated the Golden State Warriors 125-122. Damian Lillard had 33 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds as the Portland Trail Blazers rallied past the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole scored 38 for the Warriors, who played without injured guard Steph Curry. Klay Thompson added 31 points on his 33rd birthday, including seven three-pointers. A three-point play by Jeremy Grant gave the Trailblazers the lead down the stretch, and he added another layup with 154 left to make it 119 to 114. However, Lillard's free throws to steal it, and Grant finished with 22 points. Bam Adebayo tied his season high with 38 points, Jimmy Butler added 25, and the Miami Heat held off the Indiana Pacers 116-111. Gabe Vincent had 17 points, Tyler Hero scored 15, and Caleb Martin finished with 12 points and 11 rebounds for the Heat, who snapped a two-game slide. Buddy Heald scored 29 points for the Pacers, who have lost 13 of 15. Miles Turner had 23 points and 11 rebounds. Tyrese Halliburton had 10 assists for the Pacers, but was held to 11 points, 32 fewer than he scored at Miami on December 23rd. His three-pointer with 10.5 seconds left got Indiana within three, but Adebayo sealed it with two free throws. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. 
over the weekend, weather conditions are set to be mostly sunny skies with a few clouds from time to time. Highs remaining at 80 degrees with lows at 73 degrees. Winds light and variable coming from the east mainly at 10 to 15 miles per hour. A 5 to 20 percent chance of rain is expected. Humidity levels remaining around 80 percent. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, Minister of Education visits Cayman Islands. Prison farm generates thousands of dollars this financial year. 19-year-old is St. Kitts and Nevis' new Deputy Clerk of Parliament. FBI searching home of former Vice President Mike Pence. The death toll from Turkey's earthquake passes 20,000. I want to thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM. Not only for today's newscast, but the entire week. If you would like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. If you see news in the making or you just have a story you'd like us to follow, please email us at news at rtc89fm.com. Have a good weekend, Turks and Caicos. Stay safe. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.